This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagulls Social Season 2, Episode 37. See, every time, right, I think every time I've done this, I've always stuttered that intro because I Bottle. still get it wrong. But it's another weird one because last time it was no Ben. Now it's no Maz, but it's myself and Ben today, mate. What a yeah. game to talk about, by the way. But how have you been this weekend? Extremely hungover. We had my mum's 60th party here last night in this very house um, until like, Three half three. To be fair to the to, to fair to the old people, they absolutely smashed it. Like doing like the sambuca shots, like going zulu boy. Honestly, if you follow me on Instagram, you ever see my story. It's, it was it fucking went off. It looks a bit mad. Sixtieth birthday party. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it was. You'd it expect was good. For like a twenty fifth or something, but not. A, yeah, not we had like steam machine, UV lights, lasers, and all, all that jazz. It was nuts. <laughs> was nuts. How yeah, was that? Uh, and then obviously beating wolves was class as well. It's probably right. would be a lot harder. If we were on the back of an L, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, how was your weekend, mate? You looked like you enjoyed the game. Oh, mate, what a game. Like, that is that is genuinely one of the best away games I've done. Like in a, Really? In a long time, at least, that I can think of in recent memory. I mean, I said that about Arsenal. I was like, you know, Arsenal was top class. But Wolves, just everything was brilliant. You know how we've been saying for so long, we need to just be convincing and look like we really dominate and, and yeah. win the game comfortably? That is everything we did. We didn't even look like conceding. We didn't really look like... I was never in a moment in that game, like, worried. Like, I wasn't like, oh, we're going to throw this away at all. I was just like... Yeah, because we started so strong as well. And I was was really surprised. I was like, well, we could actually do this, actually. Mate, I want to just say, keep emphasising it. I don't care how much I've said it. The Moises Caicedo effect is real, mate. He is next level. He's so good. Like, actually so good. I don't want to hype him up too much before, like, obviously, you never know. But... I haven't seen a midfielder come in like this in a Brighton team and just look so dominant in every single game he's played. He's made it's everyone play better boring. around him. Um, so excited to watch and obviously wins the ball back so much. But Ben, what's your take on, on Moises? What, what player he's been? Oh, just, mate, we are so lucky. How yeah. how did we miss? How do we send him on loan to like bottom of the league in Belgium yeah, no. before playing him in the first team? I get that maybe he we had a lot more people in front of him, obviously Moda because he's got injured. Alzate's mm. kind of not getting any game time now and he's because Cartelio's come in. So that's kind of helped him. But how did we not recognise the talent straight away? Or maybe they did and thought maybe he's not ready yet. 
maybe it is perfect timing. He's just come in at a great time because Mwepu's in, Basuma's in. He's with two unbelievable midfielders at the moment. Um, mm. But yeah, we've just got so lucky. And Basuma's replacement is literally on our lap. Yeah, he's literally there. Like, we haven't got to be like... I mean, I still... Don't get me wrong. I still think maybe we'll bring in someone or look at someone else just to maybe cover it a bit because I think Kaiser has think? I don't know if I don't yeah, know if we need to. Much. Like imagine if we get Moda back. Mm, We've still got yeah, like, mad depth back. there. But I guess it's, it's, back, it's though, risky. It? It's also yeah. risky. Like you could this could just be really, really good form for Kaiser and he might yeah. like fall off a bit. Hopefully not. I don't think it is. I genuinely think it's the real deal. I mm. genuinely do, really really yeah, do. He, he's, does, he is he class. Does give, like, quality doesn't he? He don't he doesn't look like it's not like he's just sort of beating players and running a lot. He's more classy, you know what I mean? He, he yeah. looks good. Don't get wrong, he's still raw. He's still at the beginning of his career, you can sort of tell. Um, he has a few moments where he sort of gives the ball away and, you know, you think, oh my God, okay, that's a bit of inexperience. But mm-hmm. most of the time, he's just so dominant. And there was a little moment he had, um, I can't remember who it was against, 22, I think it was, for the Wolves. And um, I don't know who 22 is. <laughs> and he yeah, was, he was sort of being chased down by him and Ruben Neves was on him as well. He just back kills it back to Trossard. Yeah, just like, yeah, that was, that was so that. good. It was so oh, good mate. as well, which maybe was a bit of a dive, but we'll let him yeah. on. But the like, balls to do that, the balls. Yeah, so and Molyneux as well. You know, you're not just some sort of small ground. Molyneux is quite a big ground. I was quite mm. surprised actually as to how tall the stands were because I've not been yeah. to Molyneux before. I was quite surprised how big the ground actually was. But oh, That reminds me, um, I know some guy on Facebook commented saying that when I was talking about the whole gerbil hamster thing, he said, what a load of crap. Oh, yes. I was like, yeah, fair enough. I was waffling, but it was true. And then you saw the picture on Twitter. Did yeah. you see it? Did you see the cages? No, I didn't see it. I suppose that was like that was just before lockdown, so that would have been like two years mm. ago, three years ago. That I was went to very the strange. Straight after, and I saw a lot of people that recognised them. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, come on. Um, but no, the, actually, we need to shout out a couple because I know I always forget them. Go and on, yeah. There was yeah. one. There was one girl that sat next to me the whole game. She's a little girl. She must be about 13, 14. Chloe. And, um, Wait. <laughs> not funny. So she was sat next to me, right, and I don't know who uh, was huge, probably with her dad or whatever. Anyway, didn't really say anything. She commented on um, on the Talk Seagulls post that I put on, and she said, massive oh, yeah. Seagulls social fan, uh, really happy to That's sit nice. next to you or something like that. Not that I actually spoke or interacted with her at all, but yeah. shout out to Tilly, I think it was, Tilly. Mate, shout out Tilly. Seagulls yeah, social fans right. everywhere. Like, it's, it's great. We go to these games oh, and you get recognised. It's class. My, my local, at my local, um, there's a really? Seagull, the new guy that works there, and he was like, you're from Seagull Social, aren't you? I was like, yes. <laughs> my local, get in there. I was so happy. This is a Friday night. Yeah, absolutely buzzing. So wait, we we are we're spreading the word of Seagull Social. It's good. No, like we're yeah. actually it's good. And I tell you what, it's good to have that good reputation at the minute because obviously the stocks went down. If you bought in the dip, uh, I, I would have recommended <laughs> Sanchez here. But oh, now we're yeah. back. <laughs> we're back up again. Brett, so Brett Mendoza mentioned that tweet. He goes, "It's mad to think that we went eleven games without a win and then lost six mm. in a row, and yet we're still like ninth in the table." Yeah, isn't that that is weird? Imagine if we didn't like have those dips. And we would be so much it's, higher. It's mad and because it, people are talking about Europe, Ryan. So mm. Again, I know it's a lot because we have to rely on. I don't I know who tweeted it, so I'm sorry for this, but I didn't lie. I, um, it was like Wolves. Was, sorry, yeah, sorry. It was Wolves to lose against Chelsea, City, get a point against Norwich, and lose to Liverpool. Yeah. And then West Ham need to lose their remaining four, which is Arsenal, Norwich away, Man City, and Brighton. And mm. then apparently we can achieve like Europa Conference or something like that. The Norwich thing's a bit of an L because if it wasn't Norwich, I'd be like, you know what, that's actually doable. It's, it's not actually possible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, probably not. I mean, we've got to play United, Leeds, West Ham, and who am I missing? I'm missing someone in that. 
Is it three games? No, left? we've got three games left, mate. Yeah, three games. Right. So yeah, Man United obviously next up. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, mm. I mean, it's not impossible, but I don't think it's probably going to happen. But we'll see. Um, but no, I want to just talk about, to be honest, the the rest of the team. I thought Mark Kukurea, brilliant. Oh I my god, so so good. At, at some point, he was playing up front as well. Did you see that? All over the park, wasn't he? Yeah. All over the park. Like was... oh. Jesus Christ, he was actually so good. One of the best form, like Premier League performances we've seen in a Brighton shirt, or I think just in a Brighton shirt in general ever. So yeah. bloody good. I mean, it's, it's because oh we God. beat Wolves as well. It wasn't like we beat, um, you know, when we beat Watford quite convincingly too. Yeah. You know, Watford didn't really offer much, whereas Wolves, you know, has been one of the best, better teams in the league this yeah. season. Everyone had been talking about them, you know, even getting Champions League at one point. Now they're sort of scrapping down for seventh, and it, they've really fallen. I don't know what happened to them. We've taken them on the, to the. Really they, we've taken them on the beach as well. They were because they mm. were actually pushing for Europe, weren't they? But I think, yeah, well, they they are definitely not getting Europe now. That's for sure. No, I don't know. I think they were quite badly out of form. I didn't realize that before going into the game that they'd lost like four of the last five or something like that. Really? Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. And um, like they oh, don't get me wrong, we were good, but they were also pony. Like they were awful. But did we um, make some fantasy? I mean, that's what's we did. Like, yeah, it was a mixture a of both. Of I think. Yeah, we've got a lot of quality in that eleven now. Like, uh, attack-wise, I still sometimes question, and I think you know, even though we won three, now it sounds crazy. At some point, you do wonder what would have happened if we did have you know decision making. Sometimes it's a bit decision making. Trossard, Trossard, to be fair, is very very good at that. Probably the only one that is. I, I, See, I was, I was gonna, gonna, I was gonna single him out. I was gonna say he sometimes holds on the ball onto the ball too long. Long. It's like You're shoot, right. and then he just like cuts back in, tries to cut back in again. You yeah. think it, oh, you should just short or pass straight away. He does hold on to the ball a bit too long sometimes, right. but don't get me wrong, he scored a goal. He scored in his yeah. last like three away games, so who am I to say that he's doing something wrong? Mm. But on attackers, though, um, while I'm talking about good performances, Danny Welbeck on a pick out again, he, he was really good. And it's so, funny yeah. because we spoke about this last season, pretty much around the same time, around that April, May. He, he went on a complete run, and it was like, you know, Welbeck has to sign a new contract because he, you know, he had a couple of months of just scoring goals. And it seems like he's back, you know, he hasn't scored goals, but he's back on that sort of run of, mm. you know, end of the season. It's almost like he gets injured for half the season, comes back at the end of it, and then has his best best moments. Um, but would you give Danny a new contract? 100%, yeah. I still, yeah, I, no, I definitely would. I'm not too uh, confident that we will get another striker in. I know we keep like, saying it and we want it like in in for example on a free because that would be unbelievable but mm. realistically i was thinking about it yesterday i was like we, i doubt we will so if yeah. we've got mope he's not going to be leaving i if he does i'll be very shocked undav mm. coming in i'm sure that he will be getting a lot of game time next season and then you've got welbeck i doubt Connolly's going to come back mm. um, and zakiri you could say i don't think he'll i think yeah. he might do another loan and homer as well it depends on how they look at them yeah I mean, I was, yeah that's that's the thing like We'll see. Seema's not. I doubt he'll get game time. He needs to go and have no. another loan because he's been injured a lot this most of the season. So mm. I think yeah, Welbeck has to sign a new contract as he's like mm. one of our best striking options at the moment. Mm. I think he is. Well, he's our best striker at the moment. There's no doubt about that. Neil's mm. Neil's not the most confident at the moment. No. Um, yeah, Welbeck's our best striker, which is crazy to think. Like yeah, the, the uh, opinion around Welbeck like three seasons ago when he was like on the way out when he was leaving Watford, you think his career's over. Yeah, and I, I, I see him in the branch. I'm like, how have we got Welbeck, and how is he actually playing well? Mm. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, a it's a credit to Potter that he's got Welbeck playing like, yeah, really well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He he looks he looks like he's enjoying himself, and I think I said it a couple of weeks ago as well. 
He looks like he's enjoying himself. He seems like he gives a little bit more. His quality's there to see, right? I mean, you can talk what you want about his injuries, but it's so clear to see how good mm. he is. And, you know, that he is a cut above with some of his passes and some of his little mo- moments that he has. I mean, you don't really, you know, you know, you can just tell that someone's better than the rest. The level. Bit... I was literally just about to say it. You could, some things he does in the game that we don't ever see in a bright, as a Brighton striker or a Brighton yeah. player. You think, yeah, you've been, you've been at the top. Like yeah, he scored it. And... I say it every time we talk about it, but he scored at the Bernabeu, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like, he's been at the top. obviously a good player. He's been coached under Alex Ferguson. He was kept by Alex Ferguson as well around that Man United score for a long time. Yeah. It was only because... Arsene Wenger of... as well. Wenger, yeah. He's played with the best. And it's only because he's, you know, been so injury-prone his career is the reason he's probably here. I, I'd imagine mm. he'd still be in that England squad, to be honest, if he was, you know, stayed fit for his career. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I like Welbs a lot. I think he's a great player. Uh, sometimes you wonder about his finishing abilities, but I think overall as a striker, he, he gives everything you really want. Um, I think even goals-wise, he's good in the air. He's pretty strong. He holds the ball up well. He's quick as well. He's quick. He's got quite a bit of skill. I think I think but he's decent. Would, I don't think any of our strikers currently at the club would have won that penalty. He did. No, so it's a quick not. quick free kick right. from, obviously we will talk about the game more now, but um, that quick free, quick, quick free kick from Dunk was great because Welbeck made that run in behind. Don't get me wrong, mm. Mope might have made that run, but he's not as quick as well back and would have got no. ahead of Willy Bolly that easily. He yeah. won that penalty so well. And I don't know, some people were saying that it was just a coming together, but he was clumsy from Bolly for sure. That was a definite pen. Oh, yeah. And also, <laughs> missing, oh, sorry, we'll talk about the first pen actually. Missing, that was our third penalty miss in a row. Mm. And we've, uh, I think we've missed 10 penalties out of our last 30 yeah. in the Premier League or that's, something that's like that. Yeah, how are we so bad in front, like, for penalties? Yeah. 66% conversion rate, I believe. And that's... Shocking. It's so really. fucking bad. Shocking. I mean, like, you know, you'd expect that down the park with a few mates or something. But yeah, you know, 66% conversion rate from Premier League footballers is, is poor. Um, but then again, right, we're talking about um, Danny Welbeck. When was the last time he took a penalty? I mean, <laughs> McAllister, I thought, would be yeah. the guy. Right? I thought he was the guy to take him. Clearly not. I mean, his second goal, it takes a lot of a lot of yourself to come up and take that penalty again. I'll give credit to McAllister for that. And I thought he had a really, really good game as well. And as you know, I like McAllister. Um, but that first penalty was um, maybe he tried to hit it too perfectly, almost, you know, really tried to go for that bottom corner and ended up hitting the post. I mean, yeah, that was unfortunate. He's trying to be too smart and, you know, go for the corner and he should have just blasted down the middle or something. I don't know. It's easy to say in hindsight, isn't it, with penalties? Yeah, Joe, yeah, but I think Joe Sosar is also really good. Um, mm. I feel like very. I think he was pretty sure he was very close to getting that penalty if it had it not hit the post. I think he might mm. have saved it still, despite it being that proper bottom corner. Um, yeah, but sorry, whilst you were talking, I was looking at Welbeck penalties and it made me wonder. He doesn't really take penalties. No. Um, when he did, he missed it against West Brom. Do you remember yeah, that? I remember that one. Was that? Yeah, and then he then it then he was offside because you can't hit the re- follow up. Oh no, you can. What was it? You can't hit the follow up if no one else gets to it first. You can't hit the ball that, again. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, that was it. And he done that, didn't he? And then it was given us at the foul. We were like, what was going on? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he doesn't look like a penalty taker. And no. then people were saying that Lewis Dunk should take penalties. Yes. Because every time he's taken one, he just like Millwall game, drills it. Like, yeah. yeah, I think he had a decent penalty against Millwall. I think he scored one against Newport as well. So, I mean, I wouldn't be against it. He can obviously hit a ball. But then again, it's the bottle, isn't he's it? No Sergio, he's no Sergio Ramos when it comes to penalties, is he? Let's be honest. No, he, he's the centre-back king of penalties. Yeah, it really is. But then again, I don't know. It's not like we really have much to lose in, in the penalties front because, you know, as I say, credit to McAllister for taking that second one because yeah. it takes a lot to come out and say, Do you know what, I'm going to... Because I can imagine the amount of stick he got from Same side, by the way. 
the balls yeah, are that same size. To be fair, Star got a big hand on that, and you yeah, he'll be so thinking close. he could have saved that. But it, I think it just had too much power on it. It took it past him. Um, but yeah, McAllister, I, I talk about McAllister as well, because midfield-wise, I, I put a tweet on saying I think this is genuinely the best Brighton midfield possibly in our history. I mean, they have the potential to all go on and be future legends. Mm. Um, I mean, what do you make of McAllister? Because I think he, he gets a lot out of Caicedo as well. Basuma compliments both of them. Um, I thought, to be fair, again, Gross was decent when he came on. I don't, I don't see this yeah. Gross me. Um, I'll give Gross a new deal because he's out of contract in the summer. But midfield, yeah, same mate. I don't get. I do not understand the slander. Okay, he's slow. It's not FIFA. I know I talk about. Used to talk about FIFA a lot. It's not FIFA. This is a real game of football, and pace doesn't always matter. I know that when he gets put through on goal, very rarely he's never going to beat the defender. But that's not his job. Mm. His job. (laughs) That's not his job. His job is to assist and create chances, and that's what he does so fucking Mm. well. And so the fact that. People were saying that you shouldn't be given a new contract is ludicrous. Yeah, Absolutely I mean, he's still ludicrous. our biggest chance creator this season, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He still tops the tables in pretty much the every other four, The other 14, whenever they do a post, it's Pascal Gross on the top for the chances yeah. creation. So I don't, I don't get it. And you can see he's got the class. Like how we just spoke about Welbeck, you can see the quality. You yeah. can see that in, in Gross as well. The way his little touches as well, his Cruyff turns are always so perfectly timed. I don't know if he'll get a new contract. If I'm being honest, I, I, there's nothing for. But I said last week that he might. You you reckon he might want to go back to Germany or something like that? Didn't yeah, you? there's that a bit right? of that. I don't. I don't know. Obviously, I don't. I'm not inside. Link up with Lacardio at Bochum or wherever he's playing at. Yeah. He scored an unbelievable yeah, goal, by the way. By the way. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Why, why? Why can you do that at Brighton? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I know. That would have been it's great. It's a mad goal. Plus, against Dortmund, like it's not like he was against yeah. the bums. Like he was actually against Dortmund. Um, but that's when you know the world's coming to an end, doesn't it? When Brighton win three 0 away and Jurgen Lacardia scores against Dortmund. Yeah, we're we've just somehow gone into some weird parallel universe. Yeah, we just dropped in it. Yeah, it really is. But, uh, but sorry, yeah. on look on McCat McAllister. Yeah, he's finally finally getting that a consistent game time, and it's really really yeah. benefiting him because he didn't. It was he would get introduced for a bit, and then I think more up to be last season. He would get introduced a bit, and then he would get taken off, and you wouldn't see him maybe for a couple of games, but. He's starting every game now, and it's he is he's so good, and he can play deeper as well. That's that's yeah. the best thing. He's, yeah. he's not just like a centre attack midfielder; can play behind the striker yeah. on the wing. I mean, he covered he Basuma both. for a large portion, didn't he? When Basuma had all of it going, yeah, on. he covered that quite well. I mean, I was quite impressed with how he did it. And to be fair, it sounds bad, but you see, like a South American sort of flair player come over, you don't expect him to put in the hard challenges like he does. Yeah, he does. He just chases everything. He, he's got so much energy, and he, he sort of. It. Yeah, he really, he really is up for it. And actually, I was going to mention this at the end of the podcast, but I might as well just do it now. I put McAllister in my top three players of the season. And it's going to sound oh, kind really? of mad because obviously I think Leandro Trossard probably deserves it on the, on the base of the whole season in quality-wise. But the only reason I put McAllister there is I just think he, because he's had to cover so many duties in one season. And he's pretty new to the squad. He's not like, you know, before this, he hadn't really had much time at Brighton. Mm. Hadn't really played in front of a crowd even with Brighton. He was, he's very new to the English game. To have a season like he has, where he's been in and out, the midfield's been changing pretty much every week. He's adapted very well, and I think that the way he's sort of handled it gives me a reason to put him in a player of the season spot. I don't know. I don't think he's the top two. I, th- I think they are, the top two are probably more obvious. Um, but I think that third spot, I don't know. between yeah. and McAllister, is pretty open. It's, yeah, let's do that though. Actually, let's pick our top three. Mm-hmm. Um, then we could obviously ask Mass when he's back from. Mor- yeah, from I've got mine here. I, I did Go them on. on the Albion Raw podcast. I, I, okay. I put McAllister in there, and then 
Everyone else said Trossard, which is probably more likely. Like I, I get that. I'm not against Trossard before everyone's like, oh, you're not you're digging out Trossard. No, I, I I like him. I just I'm just doing it on the basis that McAllister's probably had to do more than Trossard. But don't get me wrong, Trossard's probably added yeah. more games, well, more to his game this season, if you know what I mean as well. He's dropped deeper and he's good at that. Anyway, top two. I've gone with two for Veltman. Now a lot of people are debating he gets number one. Um, yeah. But for me, it, it's just his. I, I don't know. I think he's. Good. I think he offers a lot, but I don't think he offers much more than what he does. Whereas my number one being Kukurea, I think he's just been Rolls different voice. level, different yeah, to me. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I just think he's been, so good. Yeah, like Veltman, don't get wrong, he hasn't really had a bad game. But Kukurea doesn't have a bad game and he offers a lot more than probably He's Veltman played in does. every Premier League game for us. And he's yeah. never, I, I mean, I don't know his sofa score, whatever it's called, but yeah. I'd be surprised if it's dropped under a seven in all of those yeah. games. Maybe a little, maybe it dropped under seven. That's been a bit too bit too mad because we've had some pretty shocking games. Mm. Um, but I'll be surprised if he's dropped a low score. He's been so consistent. Mm. And then, yeah, against Wolves, that, that was his best game by far, I think. I by far, yeah, he no, was he's, he's... up and down that wing, mm, killing it. The season for me. But anyway, um, Ben, your top three. It's tough because... We can't ignore what Neil Mope done and has done this season. Yes. I know, obviously, he has. He's been out of the team recently. You get KVA yeah, played against, uh, played against Southampton. Didn't really. Oh yeah, he had a good first half, um, and then missed a penalty against Norwich before that as well. Unfortunately for him, I don't know if he gets in the top three despite what he'd done for us. Mm. Um, and it's he's weird. This is probably the first memory. time we. He's, What's he's that? provided the. He's provided the best memories. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and I, a lot of bruises falling downstairs at the yeah, exactly. for that. A exactly. lot of bruises. Um, but yeah, he doesn't get in the top three, unfortunately, I don't think. Um, or maybe he does. I have because obviously you've done yours recently. I'm still trying to work out as I'm talking. But it's weird that Lewis Dunk isn't in it. He's not in the conversation, probably yeah, for the first time in his Brighton career. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise he would be. It's just injuries. He's, he had that injury in you for a few months. I mean, it's a nice, I, it's a nice I, change, though, isn't it? Because every single season is like Lewis Dunk's best player. Yeah. Lewis Dunk player of the season. Or fan I've player of the season. Player. Dunk and Dunk and Dunk and Dunk for the past year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite... Well, to be fair, we have Murray, I think, as well. Ben White somehow got it, even though it's Dunk last Oh, that's because the Leeds fans voted, wasn't it? Yeah, Pascal Gross got first year Premier League. That's deserved. Um, which was deserved. Duffy got second. Third would have been under Potter, so that would have been... Dunk probably. I don't remember. Mm. Um, but let's go back. Okay, actually, you know what? Because of the memories, I'm going to put Neil Mope third, and okay. then, and then yes, Veltman's been really, really good. Then, ben? Is this not quality based? Is this emotion based? Because well, just he's dipped out of form, isn't he? Yeah, he's dipped out of form, and a lot of our players have in, during the season, apart from the number one that we both agreed on, which is Cucurella. Um yeah. And then maybe, unfortunately, yeah, I get Veltman's been really, really good and absolute bargain. Him and yeah. Gross are, are bargains of the Premier League, for sure. Um, who would be second? Am I being too biased on recent form if I say Trossard's second? No. No, because Trossard had a really good beginning of the season as well. He did, yeah. Brentford away. Oh, really yeah, Brentford good. away. Another I mean, leg He was undoubtedly top it, it, until about Christmas. And then he sort of went down a little bit, and now he's back up to probably where he was at the beginning of the season. What What's really good taken me about Trossard is his ability to go into more than one position, whereas before he was more of an out-and-out left winger, a slash attacking midfielder. He now sort of goes between that striker, left winger, left wing back. He can even drop deep in midfield as well now. He's got a bit of skill, mm. and he's got a great pass on him. 
he's added a lot to his game. So to not include him from me is really harsh. I mean, yeah. I think he probably deserves it over McAllister. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still sticking with McAllister. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to put Trossard second and then yeah, Mark Cucurella first. Yeah. Best signing. I th- I, yeah, I don't Mope know. If, I, yeah, Mope third for the, for the memories and bruises for sure love you Neil just get back to just get back to form mate just get some confidence in you please we will need you and um how confident are you that Moises Caicedo will be in our top three next season mate if he carries on there's he could be first yeah definitely I mean if if we're basing it off potential based on this season if you imagine like a graph of these players right and their sort of projections as to how they're going to go in the next year yeah you're going to put your stocks in I mean, you've got to have probably Trossard. What was the there, what was the app where you could buy stocks in footballers? Was it called Football Index? Yeah, or something Football like that. Index. And then it got hacked, or they robbed everyone's money, didn't they? Yeah. So you've got Caicedo. He's only doing this. McAllister's is only really doing this. I think them two are going to be in and around that top yeah. three next season, without a doubt, if they continue their progression. Um, Sorry, going back to it, I I, um, I bought stocks in Aaron Conley when it first came <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, seen, he's really not doing very well at Borough at the minute, is he? No, he's I doing think. balloons, isn't he, at Borough? That's what he. Yeah, well, actually, I say I should say allegedly, even though allegedly we saw a video. Although he didn't, he wasn't holding a balloon. Maybe it was someone at the kids' birthday party, and the girl mm. was just holding a McDonald's balloon or something like that. Yeah, it maybe it didn't have any naughty stuff in it. Um, I, yeah, all alleged, allegedly. I didn't talk to say. I, that's that's going to be my new word, I think, going forward, because I need to, everything. Every time I spill absolute waffle, I need to say allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Should we just say allegedly for everything? Then we yeah, can allegedly, yeah. So allegedly, yeah. Um, <laughs> but basically, uh, what I'm saying is, I think his stock was like ended up being like worth five p in the end or something. Like that. I don't even know. <laughs> it were it wasn't good. I had so much faith, and then when it went up when he scored against Spurs, don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah, that sorry, that is my top three. Just to confirm, because I went all over the place. What did I say? I said Neil Mope third for the memories and the goals, brilliant goals. Uh, Trossard second. I'm so glad that he's actually found some consistency now, which is something he lacked. Because um, he would always have like, these purple patches, didn't he? But now he's being very consistent, which is good. And then, yeah. And then the GOAT, Mark Cucurella, uh, top of the table, because he is unbelievable. One of the best purchases in the Premier League out of all the teams, in my opinion. I, do you know what? I think I am going to change, do you know, because I think it's it's unfair to leave Trossard out. I'm just thinking about it now. He's He's literally been... So improved this season, hasn't he? Yeah. Really, he he's changed a lot from the Trossard that probably signed. So we yeah, rely gonna... on him a lot. I notice we rely. He's like he's like. Is it the word pinnacle to our yeah. attack a lot of the time? Yeah, the time. yeah. I he's agree. always the one driving the ball forward and creating stuff. And uh, yeah, he is a a very very good player. For the first time I'm... in absolutely years. An attacking player is going to be in my player of the season. Yeah, I was going to say, when we were going through the previous players of the years, it's always the defender or something like yeah. that. Because well, that's the only kind of good thing we can talk about. But yeah, we actually have some decent attackers now that create chances and it's beautiful. Uh, what <laughs> so, was I going to say? Um, oh, that's annoyed me. What, what was it about? Was it about players of the season... This is the final podcast, isn't it? When you forget what you're going to say. Okay, well, I'm going to, I'll move on a bit. We've done well so far, to be fair. Um, yeah. Oh, what was I going to say? I don't know. For, for the viewers listening and watching, right, we're doing this without a Google Doc for the first time in a long time. So yeah. normally we have a little Google Doc here to help us out if we ever forget what we're going to say. Now we're doing it without it. I think we did the last one without it as well. Ben's obviously forgotten. Mm-hmm. Because he's we're all over the place. Um, yeah. But no, let's and move on a bit. Don't do, um, Don't smoke health bars. My throat is absolutely cane. I, I don't know what they are, Ben. Um, but no, let's move on a little bit. Oh. Um 
Let's go from midfield. I want to talk about defence a little bit as well, because Lewis Dunk, some chests, some quality. I think Lewis Dunk's back to his best. I think I don't think it's unfair to say. It's nice mm. to see him back to his best, to be honest, because he's had a bit of a rough season. And that's why, you know, we just mentioned that he hasn't really been in the uh, the players of the season candidates. Um, I, I feel like he had a bit of a rough season to begin with as well. He didn't start that well. And everyone was saying, you know, Lewis Dunk doesn't look so Lewis Dunk at the minute. Then he got injured, had a few months out. Dunk's back now. And I think he's back to his best. Ben, do you think that's fair? Um, close to it. I don't know if he's back to his best yet, but he's definitely you close. Yeah, he's de- yeah, he's definitely can't. I think maybe a couple more games of just being solid. I know we've got it was like another clean sheet, and that's great. So we're getting back on track in terms of how good we were defensively. Um, yeah, he's nearly there. I wouldn't say he's back to his best yet. He's definitely mm. nearly there. Uh, yeah, yeah, again, his chest, unbelievable. Uh, people unbelievable would say he can land a jumbo jet on his chest. He is so good. And what I loved more than anything, and I hope Gareth Southgate was watching, is that the levels between Lewis Duncan and Connor Cody. Yes, it was just one game, but. Oh God, yeah. How are you picking Connor? Is he is he just picking him because he's a great character to have in the dressing room and he's a yeah, nice lad? It's just a bit of a, like, I don't hate Connor Cody, by the way. I like no, him. I think he's a lovely guy. But, but, but how can you pick here. if you're doing over form and ability? Like Gareth Southgate said, he would right when he was appointed manager of England. He said he'll do it all on form. He hasn't done that. He's no. gone back on his word and he's just picking players that he likes. I mean, if we, if we put it, I mean, we sort of put it down here. Connor Cody is he just in that sort of club of the biggest he in the favoritized leagues i don't know I, lewis dunk's never going to be in that is he? he's a brighton player yeah he's never going to be in the conversations with you know your sort of aston villas and your wolves and even your palaces to be honest they get sort of in the conversation a bit easier and brighton is a bit like the guy who's you know imagine someone in a big hall right or in a big club trying to get in the conversation he's just ain't got a mm. chance this is a bit like what I don't have a little brother, but it's like with a little brother that's like wanting to play, just constantly. Just yeah. like, look, pick me, look at me, look what I'm and doing. Any games on your phone, sort of thing. That's a bit like what <laughs> Yeah, let me let me go on the iPad for fucking four hours in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I'm not chatting to my parents. Yeah, have you got Mario Kart? Like that's literally what Dunk <laughs> really is, isn't it? Like he's just asking Gareth Southgate he's got Mario Kart. Because to be honest, mm. I mean, you've got like Mings, Cody. I, I I don't know what they do apart from the fact that they play for bigger clubs than us. Well, Mings um, is left footed, and that's about it. Yeah, and I, I think that's a bit of a clutch now, isn't it? People are sort of saying, oh, he's left-footed now, just to save any sort of grace on it. I mean, even Villa fans say they don't understand how he's Yeah, yeah they actually do, which is saying something. Yeah, which is and saying I think, something. you know, if, if anyone wants to... Anyway, we'll talk about England later, but yeah, I, I don't think that, probably based on this season, Lewis Dunk is ready for England. No, but for sure, no. I think that, yeah, if you're going to compare him directly to Conor Cody or Tyrone Mings, he's, he's clear of both of them, isn't he? Let's yeah. be real. Oh, I definitely. Mean, yeah, it's weird. Um I remember what I was going to say, sorry. So I was going to say, because we were talking about Trossard. Um, do you remember a few weeks ago, he was like, I'm willing to listen to offers from other clubs? Yes, yes. And that would be what? a grand shame if he... I, I heard something, and I don't know how real it is or true it is. I got sent a text, and I, I don't know what what the... How do I explain this? How legit it is. So I'm uh, going to say allegedly, right? And <laughs> allegedly, um, I got sent this message... And it allegedly says that Trossard could be on his way this summer because his contract's out. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I, I'm obviously not in the know. Mm. I'm just saying what I've been sent over my phone. I mean, if it happens, would you be mad to see Trossard go the year left? Would he want to extend his contract? Um, I don't know. I don't I mean, know. I think it probably... Ty- 
I wouldn't blame him for going. I'll be so upset if he does because I remember we were saying he's like the pinnacle of our attacks most of the time. I'd mm. be, I would be really upset if he did leave, but I wouldn't actually be surprised. I feel like a lot of a lot I've seen a lot of other fans say that he's a good player, which means yeah. something that he's, he must be getting recognised finally. Mm. Um, yeah, he's definitely. He's, I reckon he's good enough to play in like a top eight team. Are we the but top eight team? Because we're. Yeah, I don't thing. know if we are top eight. Maybe in form currently. Away mm. from home, we're fucking top four, aren't we? Which is nuts. Yeah. And then yeah. at home, 18th or something like that. Yeah. We need to sort of home form so much. That is... Really badly. We can get on to that in a bit. But yeah. We would be top eight if we sorted out home form. Easy. Easy. Should he go? I, 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 can, see, I can see why. I mean, the, the message that sent it isn't a massive sort of shocker, like, oh, my God. Because, you know, you know, the following season, he had a season. And I, how much would you take for Trossard? I mean, 20, 30 million... I, I, I can't see us getting much more than that. And he's only got a year left on his contract. Yeah, that's yeah. The contract will play a big part, won't it? Actually, you're saying if he had like two years or three years left, you'd think you'd like to think maybe twenty. Maybe this is undershorting it a bit, but twenty-five mil being realistic. I know some Brighton fans mm. say he's worth forty mil, thirty-five mil. But let's no, get our actual proper yeah. hats on um, and compare it to other players that have gone for that sort of money. Um, yeah, you'd probably think yeah, twenty, twenty-five mil. Mm. Look at that. We got Cucurella for like fifteen point five mil. Yeah, which is again a bargain. That, that's an actual. That's just a bargain, isn't it? Yeah, Trossard's sort of peaking as well. You know, he's he's getting towards the point where yeah. he's in the hitting his prime. Hitting his prime. prime. I don't know how far. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I really like him, but I don't think he's going to be making top three, top four, top five. No Premier League sides. I, I or maybe even maybe even abroad, like a Leipzig. I know this is like really really thrown out there, but. Leipzig maybe is he no that well, is he ready for that I don't know but if then he's... why would you want to leave England to Germany when what, the Bundesliga Champions League football would you not potentially potentially but anyway we're just speculating here I yeah know. we are massively linking him with clubs that have no Please, absolute right. Yeah, exactly. If you're listening to this, yeah, don't take anything we say seriously because we ain't got a clue. We're yeah, and also thank you for listening this far. Thank you for listening this far. Um, okay, let's move on to the last part of the game. Then obviously we won three now. We spoke about the first goal. Um, Trossard scored the second. Basuma scored the third. I want to talk about the third one. Basuma and the lack celebrate. of celebration. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, and seemed to sort of push everyone off. And obviously I don't want to speculate. So I'm going to say allegedly, <laughs> what's going on with Basuma? Why didn't he celebrate? Was he just respectful to Wolves? Probably not. Was he, I don't know. Is that more... Is, he, is that him being like too cool? Was that him like kind of? Is that him disrespecting them because he's like, yeah, that was that was fucking easy? Or was he like surprised that it went in because it wasn't exactly a really powerful shot? It was just well placed, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, it is a strange one. I'd like to think that he was just doing it like to be in like a cocky way. It's like don't need to celebrate I mean, three 0 This is a walk in the park. Even Solly March was laughing at the bloody Wolf team, wasn't he? That was yeah. funny. He was like turning I mean, around to the and started laughing. I could be wrong. I mean, I was there. I couldn't tell you, though. I'm pretty sure he didn't come up to the fans in the game either. Basuma. Oh, really? So he didn't celebrate, didn't really That's hug any of the players, seemed to push everyone off as well, and didn't come up to the fans after the game, even though he just scored in a 3-0 win, which is probably the best win we've had in the Premier League in a very long time. Mm. Is he jealous? This is a really... This is, th- is he jealous of Caicedo? That's thrown out there. Because he, he's, getting all, the, he's getting all the love That's now. That's a Love Island sort of speculation on Brian. Yeah, that is, allegedly. 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 I don't know, mate. I don't know. I just don't think it's right. A sign ain't right there, is it, really? I don't think that, you know, if you've got a player that's 
arguably one of the best players in the club history, scoring goals away from home with all the fans loving it. Why wouldn't you just come and celebrate? Mm. I mean, this is the Basuma that used to dance with the Brighton fans and say that his chant gave him energy and made him play better on the pitch and said he can't love our fans any more than he has done. And now all of a sudden, he doesn't want to celebrate and he doesn't come over to the fans after the game. That's, what's yeah. changed? Is it, or maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt um, because it's, I think it's only the first time he's ever done it. Um, late in the game, they just made it 3-0. Maybe that's why. Maybe he was just like, yeah, cool. Mm. Easy one, which is maybe yeah. because we don't score three goals, so we've never seen our players that well, really. So we've never yeah. really seen players celebrate when it's three nil. You don't go mental, do you? Really, when you watch City, no. I know against Leeds, but that's because there's kind of got that Manchester Leeds type rivalry. But when you watch mm. City, the big teams score fourth. They don't like go mental. Maybe I'm chatting out my ass, but most of the time they're just like kind of walk and they like high five and shit like that. Yeah, maybe that was it. But that, again, that's just me really trying to yeah, back up Basuma so that he still loves one. us. Yeah, I don't know. But it's a bit of a strange one to me. I mean, I, I would want the players to come and celebrate. I mean, actually talking about celebrations as well, Graham Potter come up to the fans after the game and he was doing this. And it, what a guy. What an absolute... He loves man. the away fans, doesn't he? He loves it. Hakes, and... Hakes us at home, but loves the away fans. This is the thing. This is what I wanted to talk about because obviously our home our home form so bad and obviously it's a constant loop. Between... 18th out in the league. It's... Yeah, so really bad. bad. So there's the constant loop between fans, club, manager, players, fans, club, manager, players. You know, everyone feeds off each other. You've got that constant cycle of Brighton at home. You know, if, you, if you're watching Brighton at home this season, you hadn't been to any away games, you'd say, my God, it's been probably one of the worst seasons. Dire, yeah. If you've been to all the away games, or at least a lot of them, and all the home games, but maybe you didn't go to all the home games, you'd be saying it's been one of the best seasons you've ever seen. Yeah. It's a really weird contrast. Now, with Graham Potter, it's similar. Very weird contrast of, you know, we play at home. He doesn't really do much, really. He doesn't come up to the north stand and sort of go like that and like that. You mm. don't see that at all. But at way, he comes up to us and he loves it. Absolutely loves it. And people were saying on Twitter, on my Twitter anyway, saying that, um, you know, is he picking favourites of the of the diehards and, you know, not really giving credit to the ones that just want to go to away games, which, by the way, is fine. Uh, you know, you don't have to go to away games to be a football fan. I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's a bit... I can see the grey area if you don't go to away games and thinking, you know, does Graham Potter only care about them, Ben? What do you think? Yeah. No, that's a good point, to be fair. And I think away games always seem to like they probably mean a bit more, maybe, because they're harder yeah. to do. And, uh, yeah, he, you can definitely tell that he's been enjoying his time on the road more. I think Wolverhampton's... I don't know, he, he wasn't born there, but it's like a kind of a local area. Yeah, he's like Birmingham, uh, I, I think it was a big one because he was, well, apparently, allegedly, he was um, bigging up Bruno Large a lot before before yeah, the game. Bruno Large. So it was a very, very big win for him. So obviously that kind of is probably why he celebrated so much. But yeah, I don't know. It's surely, maybe he's a bit disappointed in, in the home form and like the home atmosphere, like you would be, like most fans are. Maybe yeah. there's a bit of that. But you'd like to think he has the power to be able to generate at the atmosphere, so like you, you see managers like turn around, don't they? And they like give their hands up, wave their hands at the fans mm. to be like, "Come on, let's get something going," and it gets the crowd going. But he's very cool, calm, and collected at home. He doesn't really show a lot of passion at home. Maybe because there's nothing to be passionate thing? about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't because actually don't I, really know. I look at it actually as a bad thing, really. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing on Potter specifically, but it, it feels like a bad thing for. Potter and fans alike, really. It doesn't feel 
it does feel a bit disconnected at home because when you go away, I've been to a lot of away games this year. I've done nine by the end of the season, which is pretty solid. And on the, all the times I've been, you know, you see, you see the, you see the fans, you see the players, you see the manager loving it. I mean, every yeah. single time, pretty much. Even if you lose, at least they come over and sort of give it that. And I get yeah. that we're away, we've travelled further, so it makes more sense. But technically, I hadn't really travelled further. But I don't really. I don't really know. It just feels a bit wrong to me. Like you know, yeah, that is that is backwards. There's there's more connection with the team when we're playing away than when we're playing at home. Yeah, which is, which is strange. It feels like, but I guess that is maybe down to form. You can only point the finger at that, isn't it? Because our away yeah. form is so good. So, so how so does that players must enjoy get it. to a point where you know? Because I, I I know people right that went to that game last time. Who is it? Southampton at home. Who went just because they wanted to build up ticket points for the Man United game because they're Man United oh, fans. Jesus. I also know people that said that they went there for the God. first time in a while and said that there was a lot of tourists behind them taking photos. Though don't get me wrong, if you're in Brighton and there's, there's tickets going, I would do it as well if I was in a city, foreign city. I'd go to a local game if there was tickets going. Yeah. But if you're if you're a home Brighton fan, does it not frustrate you? Yes. Does it? Do you point fingers at fans? Possibly. Do you point, point fingers at manager? Probably. Do you point your fingers at club? Yes. That's so probably where, what it'd be down to. But so how do they? How do they manage it? Maybe there, it there, there must be a way to to manage who gets tickets, and mm. maybe if I get appointed fan advisor, that would be a great thing that I could do. Yes. That's but what um, but um, yeah, I don't know. Jack as well. Jack's running as well. How does yeah, that work? That's great. So Jack, um, so there are three categories. You have got 1901, my Albion Plus, and season ticket. Um, I'm my my Albion Plus. So you can vote for me and Jack both to be honest i think they get three candidates so one from each maybe right um might be talking at my ass but yeah so you can actually vote for me and jack which well, would be i great. assume jack's on season ticket then yeah jack's season ticket yeah Makes sense. um so jack needs to get about? that then doesn't he really i mean jack, yeah that'd be great he, he goes to it, every massively. single game if he doesn't get that that's ridiculous because he genuinely like i've never seen such a die-hard brighton fan in my life he spends yeah, more like, time in a football set than he does in his own house I, I, I would, I, he genuinely that's, does that's not even a joke like he literally yeah. does he is, he's he meant is. to be. He was meant to be on this episode with us, um, mm. but he's in Oxford, sins and friends. He's actually not at a football match, which is quite strange. Makes Although saying sense. that, he's probably gone to like a bank holiday Monday match in Oxford. Oxford United probably playing <laughs> in the football league. <laughs> he, do you know what, he probably is. <laughs> oh, we joke, but he probably is. You'll probably see on his Twitter later on. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, I think that's about it, really. I, I, yeah, vote for Ben and Jack, obviously. Shout out the boys and girls that came up to us, or came up to me anyway for this mm. this time. Um, Before we ben, do Man United preview quickly. Yeah. Um, I would like to make a point, and I'm sorry that I haven't remembered who tweeted this, but they said, and I want to ingrain this in people's heads, we got to really appreciate what's going on at the moment, um, because yeah. in a few years we we'll look, we might look back on this and be like, that was the best time you've ever had in the Premier League. So mm. for the remaining three games, I know it's not the end of the episode yet, but just, just enjoy them. Just as Rio Ferdinand says, just enjoy them. And yeah. really, really take it in, if you can. And bring some noise to the Amex, you know. I mean, we, mm. we speak about, as I say, away fans, home fans. Uh, I spoke about Graham Potter. The the chants away from home are a lot better. The the Everywhere We Go chant, I think, is brilliant. Now, that is genuinely one of the best new songs we've had in a while. I mean, they did it at Arsenal. They now done the game. They did it a bit at Southampton, but it didn't really catch on too much. But I do like it a lot. Yeah, um, it's a good job. I don't know where it ends. I want there to be more atmosphere at the Amex, as everyone does, whether it's to do with the club. But just even if you just go into this game against Manchester United, we get it. You know, we're going to play against one of the biggest teams in the league. Let's bring some noise. Let's make it feel like you know um, that Man United game first season because that was like that noise oh, wow. in that round yeah. was unbelievable. Like one of the best. Electric. Of the 
electric from start to finish. Did the Copper 90 video, you know, if you remember, you remember. I oh, did, you know. But, but, like, just please, just make it, even if you're just going, you can have your, you know, problems with the club, the problems with the players, problems with manager, whatever you want, whatever your issue is. But if you're at the game, have a drink, have a pie, sing a bit, and hope the boys bring up and win. Because I tell you what, this you're right, it is one of the best moments of the club, well, it is the best moment in the club's history. We are on course to finish the best moment. Finally in the got 10 wins in the Prem. Finally 10 wins in the Premier League. Trossard's having his best year. We've got um, 44 points now. Everything's rosy. So for bringing on to this Man United game, bring some noise. More importantly, Ben, who's going to bring the goals? Who's going to bring? I reckon Trossard might get another goal. That would mm. be good. Um, maybe even Welbeck. Welbeck definitely deserves a goal for the yeah. player games, well, the performances he's been putting in. Um, here's a, sorry, here's a tweet from Naylor, which is class. So it goes: Man United next at home. Um, that's an informed team and a well-run club against an out-of-formed team and a, sh- and a shambles. Who would have thought? And isn't Naylor, that crazy? Rolling. Yeah, yeah, mate. It, how crazy? It's mad, though. I said this to my brother, who's United fan. He was like, yeah, how the, how the tables have turned. We're a really well-run club in great form. And Manchester United, Manchester United, um, are pony at the moment. But we played them when they were out of form, didn't we, at Old Trafford? And they ended up beating us, so... You call, they're not a write-off, of course, because no. they've got the players that they got. They've got Ronaldo, who, at 37 years old, still bangs goals for fun. And Ronaldo at the Amex, mate. That's just a sentence in yeah, itself. Yeah, that's mad. Ronaldo is going to be playing at the American Express Community Stadium at Falmer. Yeah, see, I don't like... In Falmer, like... Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo, if you deep it, mad. I don't know. Cristiano Ronaldo, silly. But silly. the thing is, I don't... I don't um... I don't normally look at other players, right? I normally am like, you know what? I don't really care. Novelty of the Premier League is, is whatever to me. Um, because I, I hate that whole thing of, you know, going to the games, look at the rival players. But when it's Ronaldo, it's a bit like, you know, this is this is the greatest of all time right here. I mean, you could talk about Messi. This isn't a Messi debate, Ronaldo debate. I'm just saying, this is the greatest of all time at the Amex in Brighton. It, it is mad to see. Um, but for my oh, sake, no, no. Say, it's going to be... It's going to be on TV. I'm concerned that if he gets a penalty or something like that, and it's maybe maybe not the north stand, but if he runs to the corner of the west or the east, if he if he scores, it's so um, I don't know what the word is. My brain's gone absolutely fried. Um, what's the word? I don't know. But if he does score a penalty, I can't tell you what to do. But please don't film it because I don't want to yeah, be that club that have it. everyone filming it and. Like smiling, watch your favorite Ronaldo who's just scored a penalty against us or something like that. Please don't do Let me it. Put some things out there, right? There's just some little life tips, right? Life advice. Maybe you're, <laughs> you're a new Brighton fan. Maybe you're a fan that hasn't really been to games in your life. So maybe you're a fan that's never seen a big club play. Let me just tell you this: don't film games or like film rival goals. Should I say you can film other things? I can't really speak a lot because I did stuff with the club, so that's holy irony right there. But <laughs> don't buy half and half scarves, and please, for God's sake. Don't wear an Aldo shirt because I will cry. In the home end. <laughs> yeah. At least like if, you, if you're going to do it, at least go in the way. But please just don't because I, I can just see the memes like everywhere saying about Brighton being a plastic club. If someone's got a Ronaldo 7 shirt in the Brighton end, because I'm going to cry. Mm. I, I, you'll see me in tears in the next podcast if that happens because. I can't oh, you're saying, it. sorry, you're saying if they're holding up a sign. Anything. Anything. Yeah, like no. Yeah. And also, if you're sat in the family sound or something, please. And again, we can't tell people what to do, but. Please can. don't bring. Please don't bring any sign. I want your shirt, Ronaldo, and please. you're sat in the home end. Please don't. Please See, don't. my, my brother's going to the game, um, and he was like, "I could sit in the home end, um, but obviously that's a really peak thing to do." 
But it's actually well difficult to get a United away ticket. Obviously, they've got a shitload of fans. Of course. So, and all of their tickets, a lot of them just like go on resale on the black market. So I think my brother was like quoted like 100 quid for a ticket. Jesus. I mean, I don't know. a lot of money to follow that football Whatever club. Whatever your circumstance is, right, as a, as a football fan, please just don't, just don't do that because we, we don't want to see it. Like, I'm not telling you what to do, but we sort of <laughs> are. Don't. But we, yeah. we, just, just don't, because it just it just brings our reputation down every time, and then we're gonna have the the, the Salah thing or the Hazard thing, and it's just everything. We've got an awful everything. home rep as it is. And we yeah. can't have it in the dumps. We're eighteenth <laughs> we in the league. We can't be twentieth in the home yeah. form and reputation. Please no. Um, um, but should we anyway, actually talk we about gonna... real football rather than the fans? Yeah, let's talk let's about the people that. on the pitch. Let's move on. Finish the uh, finish the podcast off. Score predictions, Ben. What's gonna happen? Oh, mate. I'm just thinking, 5.30 game, we've been in form, home form was poor, but United are poor as well. Dunk against CR7. Dunk against CR7 at the Amex, and it's going to be 2 all. No, actually, it's not that Man United won't score two goals. I could eat, really eat my words. Um, I reckon it'll be... Two goals, yeah. Way. I don't because we're uh, we're doing quite well defensively, aren't we? In the moment, mm. um, I know they're a completely different kettle of fish. 2 1 Brighton, maybe. And I think I Welbeck and Trossard to score, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, Ronaldo, Welbeck, obviously, for Man United because no one else scores for him. This is a stat for you Welbeck, his favorite club to play against, I'm pretty sure, is Manchester United. He's the only player to play against United and score as many times as he has, or something like that. He, he is prolific against his old club, oh, cool. And seems to yeah, that's right. I remember hearing that as well. Um, he scored against him at the old, old Trafford a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'm going to go with that as well. I'm going to agree and say Welbeck's going to score, but I'm going to say 1-0. And I'm going to just hope somehow that Cristiano Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes, Jaden Sancho, etc. don't score. <laughs> and I'm going to say 1-0, Brian. It's it's usually a tasty affair against United, isn't it? I'm just thinking back at a lot of the yeah. games. It hasn't really ever been... It's a weird little rivalry. There's never been, yeah, there is a bit of a rivalry between the fans. There's normally yeah. quite a few goals in the games, actually. Yeah, it's like exciting one for the for the neutral, but it for us, yeah, it's like form weirdly with Brighton and United. It always no. seems to... it's like a cup final. Yeah. I hate to say it, but yeah. it is it's like a one-off match. Yeah, yeah form it, goes out right. the window. You're all right. Um, equally with Arsenal, to be fair, it seems to be us, Man United, and Arsenal. We we just yeah. seem to have some sort of weird back and forth with them that never really seems to end. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it'll be a high-scoring game, but I still think it's going to be one-nil, and we're just going to have one of them good games and. Ronaldo's going to have a nightmare. They're going to keep kicking it out. You know, that sort of game. Mm-hmm. Oh, Create a lot of chances, hopefully. If we can yeah. if we can play how we can play and United play how they can play poorly. What's well, Caicedo and McAllister, mate? That's all we need. Um, can boss that midfield. They can run McTominay ragged. Mm. On their day, we can actually beat them. Yeah. I Easy. mean, let's, let's look at it, like, properly. Their midfield is, is beatable with our midfield. Without yeah. a doubt. We have dr- gen- a really out of four Fernandez. They've got McTominay, who tries hard, passionate. Um, and that's probably he where it ends. He'll probably wind me up at some point. Fred's actually half decent, but I don't think he plays. Matic is okay, but he's really old and slow. Our midfield is better than them. Yeah. At They're the moment. A lot for sure. Than our defence is arguably better than theirs. I mean, McGuire. Yeah, no, it's strange, but yeah. Yeah, Sanchez versus De Gea, the Spanish that Spanish yeah, little derby that'll be quite good. De Gea in the, in the Spanish squad. Um, with defense. I mean, I'd rather have Webster and Dunk over Maguire and Lindelof. I'm being honest with you. I mean, Luke Shaw is good for England. Whether I'd have him over Mark Kukurea, Brighton probably not. Um, on Webster though, Harry, though, sorry, before I forget, 
I don't know if I would start him. He did again looked a little yeah. bit shaky, didn't he? Yeah, yeah good point. He did. He good did. Point. I, I, I mean, I would, I would be inclined yeah. to play that that same team. I know Port yeah. doesn't really play the same team, but that Wolves team was really, really good. So it just works so well. Even work. Solly March had a really, really good game because he gets slayed. And I, I love Solly, but I actually thought Solly was probably one of our weak links. If I'm oh, really, just, okay. just, just on the basis that he didn't really. I mean, look, we got the difference in quality is very big here. And I, I, yeah, Solly, Solly is a worker, but when you've got on the other side, Kukurea and Trossard, I mean, it is a bit of a difference in quality. I mean, Trossard and Kukurea were just overlapping each other the whole game, always yeah. coming into the box, sort of thing. Whereas March didn't really do that. And I know he's not as good as them. So, you know, on the pitch, he's, he's, he's nowhere near the quality of Kukurea. But he didn't really give that. Whereas as soon as Lamptey come on, it was a bit more exciting, a bit more dynamic. I, I thought, to be honest, actually, I, I would actually drop March and put Lamptey back in there. Just on the yeah, basis that's a good point, actually. of taking some players on. I just thought probably if he was the weak link. I hate digging out players in a 3-0 win. I do, I do understand it's yeah. a bit hard. But... I probably, I probably would if I was going to change it. Drop March and put okay. Lamptey back. Well, yeah, in just well, you'd like, you'd like to think Lamptey would cause them a lot more trouble. Alex Tellez, yeah. who I don't think's been really, really yeah, great for Man United. Not, for them. not I then I think Shaw might be injured or out of oh, form yeah, Shaw's or injured, McDonald's right. allegedly. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Sorry, that was harsh. I do like Luke Shaw, especially for England. Right. Um, um, but yeah, so... no two-one, and yeah, oh, yeah, I think it, I, I think it might be a comfortable game. I really hope cool. I don't come back and eat my words. Let's hope so. Um, mate, do you know what? It doesn't matter. It, whatever happens, happens. We're not expected to win on paper anyway. So we can predict a win. Who cares? I'm Enjoy it regardless. Win. Sing your hearts out. I yeah. can't actually go to any more Brighton games the rest of this season. I'm at really? a wedding. Why? I'm at a wedding Saturday. I'm not going Leeds away. I'm actually seeing that with a lot of the, the Brighton gang. That would be quite fun. I um, am going Leeds away. Oh yeah! Oh man, that'd be yeah. so. I'm so jealous. I'd love to go to Elm Road if they don't. If they yeah, don't no, get relegated. Relegated. We could. <laughs> yeah. That'd be someday out. That would um, be funny. As long as I don't get beaten up for things I said on the previous podcast. Um, yeah. But no. Sorry. Anyway. And then West Ham at home last game of season. I'm going to Littlehampton at Wembley. Could be a dog on the gold. Oh yes. Yeah, good that'd be good. Point, that'd be good fun. That should be oh. good actually. But yeah, that could even be a, a, a dog fight for Europa Conference League on that day. Who, who knows? Um, Never know, mate. That would actually be yeah, so good. Yeah. In a, in a, in a parallel really universe, Brighton beat all of these teams, and it is a dogfight against West Ham. But anyway, comments below, Ben. Comments below. Um, um, I don't know. I was about to say something about Jake Paul because Maz, Maz interviewed Jake Paul. Yeah, I saw How that. How crazy is that? That's a mad crossover. <laughs> no, Maz, Maz from Seagull Social interviewed Jake Paul. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, mad. Maybe put uh, maybe comment below. It's every day, bro, with that Mads oh, flow. Cringe, though, isn't it? It is cringe. Okay, yeah. Um, let me have a look. Let's let's see. Um, I feel like we've spoke about Caicedo too much, but I feel like we can't talk about him enough. I, I would put Caicedo in the comments again. Again, it's just, it's a surely level. not again. The Ecuadorian kid is is balling in the Premier League, or Cucurella, if we're keeping it football wise. Yeah, Cucurella. Um My brain is gone, mate, by this point. We've done well to make it this far, to be fair. Just me mm. and you. For the first time, yeah. by the way. It's worked quite well. Yeah. Nice um, who is... What are we going to comment? What are we going to... Um, oh, I was going to... I had something there and it just fucking went for me. This is probably the longest we've taken to figure out a comment below. You know people are, people have probably switched off at this point. Like, okay, they're not going to find out. Um, 
Trossard football genius or Belgian genius. Trossard Belgian genius because he's been balling. Football me. genius. Football genius makes sense, yeah. Trossard yeah, football mate. genius. Trossard football genius. Yeah. Cool. I think that's everything then, Ben. Cool. Anything else to add, mate? Um, happy 60th to my mum, of course. Yeah. Happy Doesn't look a day over 60 or 59. <laughs> yeah, no, she, yeah, she looked happy great for her. Happy to her. Um, yeah. Missing you, Maz. And yeah, let's move on to outro which I've not got to mess up. So do, thank you all for watching. Do, of do, course, do, keep streaming if you are on do, Spotify do. and Apple Podcasts. You can now watch us on Spotify. Obviously, comment on yes, YouTube. You can. Uh, and subscribe if you are new. And until next time, we'll see you later. And goodbye. Peace. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.